was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 60. Another milestone decade. This topic has been coming up a little bit, so we're just going to make it a whole theme. Uh, should you should you follow the trends? Should should you yes? Should you no? So we're going to be talking about, of course, uh, Drake and Kanye. Yes, once again, we we are uh, more of the metaverse talk. Adele and which is not young Jeezy anymore. It's just Jeezy. Okay, it's just Jeezy. Mm. These are the little topics that we got. Moose, how you feel about it? Hey, I'm excited for this man. The metaverse is taking off. Uh, Drake and Yeezy one more time, but this time for better reason, at least mm-hmm. a better cause. And uh, we got a little surprise. It looked like we're going to be in the area, so I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited for this. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is. It is the review of the week. Uh, this title says, where have I been? I'm not sure. We've been doing this for 60 episodes. You know what I mean? But Bree is here. Thank you, Nikki and Moose, for consistently showing up to discuss in real time the money moves, wins, losses, and lessons within our culture. As an entrepreneur, military spouse, and mom, I typically keep my head down getting after the impact I'm looking to make. So I'm a little late to the party. I'm grateful that you help me keep the pulse on things I'd otherwise be missing and offer gems that I can apply in life and business. Much respect. It's Brie Carroll. Wow. Good Shut. read, Nick. Yo, I, Good read. I, Liz, Good I put read. so much focus yeah, on that. I saw that. I, saw, I thought you were going to trip at a couple places. I'm like, oh, ooh, ooh, she bounced back. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, no, we're yeah. not. We're not doing the yeah, shout out to up. our day ones. I'm not doing the voice when it becomes super long. Let me concentrate on actually uh, reading this right. So um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, was good. Shout was out good. to everybody who leaves us a review. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts or uh, Podchasers are two places that you can leave us a review. We highly appreciate it. And shout out. To all our new and day one audio listeners and viewers, we love you. We appreciate you. However, comma, Moose, how are we feeling? Man, pretty good. Pretty good. It's been an eventful week, um, but I'm much better today than I was yesterday. I'm glad we were able to make some adjustments on our recording schedule. For those who do not know, we typically record either Friday or Saturday to make sure you guys have this episode up and ready for Tuesday, and uh, today we are recording on Saturday as opposed to Friday. But uh, yeah, no, things are good, man. I'm excited, and um, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Well, uh, he's ready. I don't know what he's ready for, but he's ready. I mean, we're ready, ready for a new decade episode. Yeah, he's ready. Hey, he's, he's ready for the yeah. 60th episode. We go. Yeah. It's a lot to talk about. As usual, it is a lot to talk about. Um, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Uh, I don't really have anything going on this week. I promise you. I've been really big. Thanksgiving ever s- week. But I'm not, I'm not going home for Thanksgiving Me week. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah, we don't yeah. got nothing going on either. Yeah. I'm not going. Yeah. I don't have anything going uh, for it. My mom's really sad. I love you, mom. But um, yeah, I'm not going home. I'm going to chill at home, kind of do like some self-care kind of vibe. Nice. Um figure out what I'm going to eat because I'm not the typical like Thanksgiving person that really needs like the Turkey and all that great stuff. Like I eat lasagna for Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't necessarily go for the regular smegular. So I may find something unusual Mm. to eat for uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know how I feel yet. People give me some suggestions uh, in our comments of what I should eat for Thanksgiving. Cause I'm like, I don't know. But um, yeah, me and Spazzy gonna be chilling. 
I didn't want to yeah, leave my dog got, too. You know what I mean? My dog fair. on Thanksgiving. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say whoever whoever got a I'm saying a couple of extra chairs at the dinner table for us uh, for Thanksgiving. I don't know. Send an invite. Maybe we'll show up. Who hey, knows? you never. That would be dope. <laughs> like a random right? listener. Like, yeah, it's like, that'd hey, man, be. We, listen, if we don't do that this year, we may may have to right. do that one day. I don't that'd know. Cool. That'd, that'd be, be fire. Cool, seriously. Yeah, who knows? Hey, that'd be that'd be watch our DMs gonna be like, yo, come to the crib right. here. <laughs> that'd be dope. I think that'd be fire. But let's get into this 60th episode. And of course, we're going to be talking about Drake and Ye. Yeah. Kanye West, for those who don't know who Ye is, uh on Kanye's Instagram as uh, of, I believe, today, which is November 20th when this is being recorded, uh, Kanye posted a picture saying free benefit, Larry Hoover concert performance by Ye, as well as Drake, December 9th to uh, 2021 in Los Angeles. Okay. Hmm. And uh, we did announce on our podcast. Uh, what is it? Our YouTube live show, not YouTube live, our live show. I don't want to just, you know, make it to Singled just YouTube. Right. But yeah. our live show that they there was a picture of Kanye and Drake with Jay Prince together and the beef is squashed. And it was all for this possible uh, concert. Now, there was a, a a statement from Larry Hoover's son right? Larry Hoover Jr. kind of breaking down mm. what this concert is. And it's like performance yay by yay, special guest Drake Thursday, December 9th, the LA Coliseum present presented by the Donda touring tickets are on sale on Monday, November 22nd. So by the time you hear this, it is already probably sold out. Cause I do not feel like this is going to last more than a minute. Let's just say this now, right. the confusing part. And we said this, if it's a free concert, why is tickets on sale? But I believe that um, they're probably just trying to monitor who has it. So it is is not going to be super chaotic and everybody's trying to get into the spot. But mm-hmm. uh, Ye returns to headline live stadium performance first in five years with special guest appearance by Drake. Historic free Larry Hoover benefit concert to raise awareness and support for Larry Hoover and the cause of prison Uh, and sentencing reform. I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to the people everywhere how much we can accomplish when we lay our pride aside and come together, said Ye. Uh, Bringing these two artists together for the culture and the cause of prison reform has been an honor, said Jay Prince. Though my work with Larry Hoover and his family Oh, through, through, my bad. Through my work with Larry Hoover and his family, I've had, I've really had my eyes open to the plight, to the plight of incarcerated people in this country. And I hope fans of Ye and Drake will take the time to do the same with Ye, Drake and Jay Prince United to advocate for my father's release. We can take our plea for redemption worldwide and show that we are truly stronger together on behalf of any and everyone with loved ones wrongly or unjustly incarcerated. Free my father, Larry Hoover Jr. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm for this. Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm super I'm for this. Um, as far as the, the reuniting of two bickering people. You know what I mean? It's rich people going back and forth. Now it's over. Thank you. Appreciate right. you. Right. So I'm, I'm so for this. And of course, these two people in concert is amazing. Now I'm going to be honest. I don't know too much about the whole Larry Hoover situation to really mm-hmm. say that this is a really good cause. Can't intelligently speak on this because the last time I checked, my man was a huge uh, leader of one of the biggest gangs, and hence why he has this particular sentence. Now, I don't know furthermore, so I'm not going to speak on it. 
but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know too much. But for the simple fact that these two are coming together, I think that's super dope. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. If it's free, even better. Yeah, me even better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to go. That is on my bucket list to see Kanye live. I've seen Drake, I think like three times. I think I did. Uh, but Kanye, I still haven't. So I would, or yay. I got to get used to calling him yay. Yeah, that's going to, yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a minute. But um, that, so off of that alone, I think it's a good situation. What do you think? No, I love it. I love it. I mean, uh, for one, like I, I too didn't know much about the Larry Hoover situation, but I think the second episode or the second part of that interview on Drink Champs was kind of helpful because, mm-hmm. you know, he had his son on there, Larry Hoover Jr., talking about it. And yes, and, and I think he shed light on that exact thing you mentioned, right? Like, yeah, most people know him for that. And I, I actually remember the name through Rick Ross's song, yeah. right? With work. So that's like how I remember it. But it was good to kind of hear his son talk about it like, yeah, we actually didn't appreciate that because here's a man fighting for his life. And then the song kind of further pushes the image of him being this drug dealer. But what people didn't know is that he was also a great community advocate or activist that brought people together, that built the community the whole night. So, so again, the other drug dealers. Right, right. Everyone's going to have like their side of the story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man! And I promise you, this I mean, is no, this is no offense. I promise you, it's not. I just like. No, I feel you. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm for people getting a second chance. So yes. I appreciate it. But I do think also, like, also, uh, not that we want to talk about it on this show, but what, what, with what happened recently in that whole uh, sentence or conviction, whatever the case may be. Uh, to kind of see hopefully something like this in the system getting corrected is a great cause. Now, on the flip side of it, for people who are not interested in anything as it relates to, you know, how the quote-unquote system is set up, I think just seeing Drake and Yeezy kind of make that kind of like fix their problems and come back together, that also was a great thing. And a lot of people who, although may think it, some of it is like a little publicity stunt or whatever the case may be, I think people are also going to, you know, gain a lot of inspiration from it. So uh, I, I think it's great, man. Young people are going to get a lot of inspiration from it and see it. And it's going to probably be a heck of an experience. I heard they're probably the top two performers. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I've never been to one of their shows, but every single person who I've talked to about, you know, either one of them performing in concert, and they always kind of rave on oh, yeah. how they are literally some of the best. So, yeah, it'll um, it'll be cool. I'm going to try I'm gonna try and get some ticks too. So uh, I'm gonna try. I'll be dope. Gonna yeah, try. let's get that. Uh, yeah. We may, we may have to make this a Nicki and Moose uh, a road trip. A recap. Or that right, yeah, like it's, be it, dope. it gotta it gotta happen because um, yeah, that's 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 gonna be crazy. That's, that's gonna be crazy. But let's let's talk more about this metaverse, right? Moose mm-hmm. sent me this. I saw it a little bit, and I was like, eh. But he sent me, and he was like, no, we gotta talk about it. So uh, uh they're making gloves. So. It could let you feel what is exactly happening in the metaverse, right? So for our audio listeners, what we have on the screen is what their so-called trial versions of the glove looks like. And somebody actually, you know, messing around with a whole bunch of wires. It's really weird. But um, I I just still feel that um, the pandemic kind of like, groomed you to be inside and now the metaverse is uh is here so now you're gonna say is coming is gonna i think come more to public probably in a few more years but it's here and it is uh it's gonna make everybody stay more inside i just it's just gonna make everybody if i can feel what is happening thanks i know for 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 sure um, Meta, if you want to send me and Moose a free one, uh, so we could possibly do the podcast we'll do in, in, for you. in the Quest in uh in the Oculus, <laughs> that'd be dope. Do the whole podcast in our little avatars. But oh, imagine uh, that. See, see, That's dope. and we right. can have a yeah. live audience. We'll be the first uh, podcast ever to enter the metaverse. Let's imagine, make that dope. happen. Yo, that'll Let, be really dope. So, First so I am getting, I'm getting an Oculus Quest or whatever the thing's called. I'm getting it for Black Friday. 
That is that is. It wasn't fact. that expensive. You know, it's oh my god. You know, it's crazy, and I know this. Everyone goes through this, but when we spoke about it, yeah, the ad for it popped up. Of course, on my phone, like literally minutes the, later. So not surprised, but that's how I found out listening. it wasn't that expensive. Meta's listening. Crazy. Oh yeah, I remember right. when they first came out. You needed a, like a dedicated computer to to go with it. I remember that, but mm-hmm. now you don't necessarily need that. So I'm gonna get it. Um, and if I have to. If I have to purchase one for you to so we could do podcasting in the better, that'd be fire. That'd be set your own. And we could do it in like set your own trends. We do it like in Paris. Yeah, I mean, I'm with that. Yeah, I mean, imagine like in the craziest places, like on top of the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Yo, that's fire. No, but that's real though. That really does open up a whole possibility of creativity that's fine i'll I'll be saying the was this wasn't planned y'all listen this really wasn't planned you heard it first we are going to be the first podcast to figure out how to record a whole episode in the metaverse the first one and and somebody's going to hear this and they're probably going to um right probably going to try to grab it i don't care I don't care. You're not going to do it as good as we do it. It's already in my mind. We're going to figure it out. We're going to have the glasses. You're going to have a whole podcast episode. And the crazy thing is, we'll probably put it be behind a paywall. Mm. We probably, mm. To get the like to get the thinking. experience. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. And we don't do much of that, so I think it's only right. We oh, don't do much of it. So this is yeah. Right. It's going to be it's going to be so dope. But um. I'm just like like we talked about in the last episode. I'm just so excited about what is to come. Even though it's a bit weird, I will say that to feel mm-hmm. like some if I high five you, I'll actually feel that. I'll, I'll never yeah. me personally will never want to go outside. I already don't go outside as it is, right? Right. I'm just starting to go back outside here and there when it comes to travel. Um, but if you're saying, hey. No, you don't need to go into the window seat no more to come see me. Let's uh, mm. set up our studio right here. Boom. Uh, 7 p.m. Just put your put your little goggles on yeah. real quick. Boom. Crazy. And, you know, we could we could play fight real quick. Wolfie woo. And <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's wild. Yo, that's wild. It, I think that I think what is to come? Is something to really look forward to. I know we've we spoke about NFTs. I've started getting into it. I bought my first one. Well, not my first one, my second one today. Try to buy one earlier this week. And that mm-hmm. craze, even though to the public has probably died out a little bit because not all the celebrities are jumping on like they were. But right. from a community standpoint, I from a business model, it makes so much sense. So Listen to how this happened, right? So I was looking uh, to try to get a Meta Thug, right? Something that Chris mm. Brown uh, actually advertised. And I was following for a little bit. They had like 50,000 members in their Discord or something, right? Wow. Now, it sold out in 14 minutes. And it's supposed to unlock like different events and things like that once you have that particular NFT. The thing is that they said in that same night, yo, everybody who's trying to sell it, sell it for two Ethereum, right? For those people who don't know uh, how much that is in USD, that's like $4,000 is one Ethereum. So that's like Mm -hmm. over $8,000. They said, don't sell it for anything less, sell it for two Ethereum. So that already puts the demand super high And then they said something about, yo, we're about to sweep everything that's on the floor and make the demand even higher. So the community really can build up the hype of these particular NFTs in which you can make a lot of money off of. I thought that was genius to not allow the public to really control what the price is, but allow the community and they get paid as well. I think that was amazing what they're doing in these different communities. I'm going in their, uh, their different discords and, mm. and just kind of paying attention to the chats and things like that. So, you know, not even on trying to do it myself, just trying to just understand 
the language, understand right. the world. And it's like, oh, they move as a as a unit. Unit. Yeah. That yeah. that yeah. takes yeah, no, so dope. Takes community to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so dope. I mean, and I and I we talked about it, you know, ironically enough, just before we started recording, like I'm starting to kind of look at it and see like what what's the meaning behind it. Cause I know everyone and I and I think this is important, right? And and, and hopefully this will fall in line with what we're talking about today. But I think it's important for anyone, you know, last last week we ended the episode talking about don't reject things that are new, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can kind of miss out on things. It's yeah. it's no longer an excuse for us to not be exposed to new information. So, but but I think everyone should spend some time just getting to the fundamentals of what some of these new trends are. Like what is metaverse? What is Bitcoin? What is blockchain? What is NFTs? Like just just figure out the basics. So I kind of did a little bit of that myself and I started understanding like, yeah, what's DeFi? What's DOA, right? Or DAO, right? right? Now like, and I'm, I'm starting to understand all these things and I'm like, yo, Understanding the basics of why these things are important, it it helps you or what they're trying to do. It helps you make sense of why people are raving about some of these concepts instead of being quick to reject them. Yeah. So you're right. This whole concept of NFTs, I think, is going to continue to take off more and more because it's pu- putting the community, the power back in the community hands or the hands of the community as opposed to the hands of corporate. But that's literally like some of their slogans. So yeah, I'm 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 really excited about it. And as far as like Meta continue to you know to kind of enhance things and put things out and like really tease people with it, I think it makes sense, right? Like we're not going to see it show up in front of our eyes over time because the user, us as users, we have to kind of get acclimated to it, right? Like start getting into it and start seeing some things that we enjoy and maybe recommending it to our friends and things like that. So. Yeah, it's um, but it just it, like this is just for the proof that yo, it's here. Like mm-hmm. and like you said, it's not coming. It's pretty much here. Like no, if stuff Nike, like this is already out. Yeah, Nike yeah. did a whole Nike land in Roblox. Seen that? Yeah, yeah. Fire, and yeah. there's more to come. So, yeah, people. Um, as we learn more about uh the metaverse, we will definitely uh, make it a part of Nikki and Moose. If it is that serious, we may have to make it a whole separate segment um, of updates of the metaverse so we can all be in tune. Regardless of what age we are, we all at least need to know that this is about to happen because this isn't this isn't going anywhere. This isn't going anywhere. But there was a huge, huge release. Finally, Adele is back. Uh, she released an album called 30 and um, it has been highly, highly anticipated. Uh, mm. I was looking up Adele's stats real quick, right? You know how many Grammys she won? You know, you know, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, enlighten us. Uh, 15, 15 Grammys, wow. nine wow. Brits, multiple billboards, a global wow. Uh, what is that called? A, a Golden Globe Award. It's she has a lot. She's done a lot, right? Um, and so, of course, there's probably a lot of pressure going towards this album and things like that. And especially with the new rave of, you know, artists trying to just break on TikTok and things like that, right? So, with with being a music artist, you you got to pay attention to the trends. You got to pay attention to what's going to work, what's not. And she says something very, very, very interesting about TikTok as far as uh, was she going to get on it? Was she going to make music for it? Things like that. So this is what Adele said. But it was like, if everyone's making music for the TikTok, who's making the music for my generation? Who's making the music for my peers? I will do that job gladly. I'd rather cater to people that have like, are on my level in terms of like the amount of time we've spent on earth and all the things we've been through them. I don't want 12 year olds listening to this record. It's a bit too deep. But the 30 and 40 year olds that are all committing to themselves and doing therapy, that's my vibe. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. Mm. Come on, Moose. Like how she said, the TikTok. <laughs> and she said, "I like the." She said, "Yeah, I'm not gonna make music for the TikTok." The TikTok. Yeah, it, yeah. Nah, it's dope, man. So first off, uh, let me just kind of uh, give a little uh, background story, or at least my personal experience with it. So I've always liked Adele's music, believe it or not. And then, fun fact: 
uh, her and my dad share the same name, different spelling, right? Mm. So before, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's name was also Adele, but he spelled his name without the E at the end. So uh, I, that was always like pretty cool. I was like, yo, that's crazy. But uh, no, I, I, so here's some of the stuff that I learned about her that I thought was fascinating. And it kind of makes sense as to why she's going on this route, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, uh, she wrote her debut single in 10 minutes, right? So a super talented, like, artist. Like, she's really into her craft. Right. On top of that, uh, she came up off of MySpace, right? So, like, she was found through an independent record, la- record label uh, because she put her music out on MySpace, and then she was picked up through there. So I find it super interesting that that was her career path, and she's not willing to make a quite adjustment or at least be open to the idea of TikTok. Now, and the reason why I'm saying that, Nikki, is because MySpace has absolutely vanished off of planet Earth. Like, Gone. I don't know anyone who has Gone. a MySpace account or anything like that, right? So while I think what she's saying makes sense because she understands that her audience may not necessarily all live on TikTok, I think she's also making a huge assumption that people of older generation, the 30s or whatever, are also not on TikTok, right? So that's just like a blanket statement of like, oh, maybe only teenagers are on TikTok, which is not necessarily true, right? So for me, I'm like, dang, super, super huge fan of the music. I love what she's about. The story is incredible. The bounce back. Of course, there's a a famous clip that he talks about where he mentions, um, or one of his mixtape speeches that he you know, he mentions her name and talks about one of her pieces, which I think is really cool. But yeah, for me, I find it super interesting that someone who came up on a platform that has that is no longer around will make would make that statement in the sense of saying, well, uh, yeah, my audience is just not there. So I'm going to make music or focus on other places, you know, like that, that's kind of how I translated that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know that uh, I necessarily agree. But, oh yeah, I don't. I definitely don't agree. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But so super interesting. Yeah, that stands. Yeah, I um, I like, I like that she's going this direction because it's just what she knows that works, right? With the success that she's had, uh, why why switch it up right now? That there's a pros and cons to that, right? When she came, TikTok wasn't so relevant, right? Um, So she didn't need to concentrate too much on social media as much as people are doing right now. So she may not see the value in it, but also she's not waving to just what's working at this moment. She's she's already established. Now, I think Mm -hmm. if this was going to be her first album, Right. Her first time coming out, she may have to pay attention to those kind of things. But since she's already established everything she needed to do, she doesn't really have to prove much. And she knows that at least her core audience is going to listen regardless of any type of social media, any type of trends that are happening. Right. So if she if you focus on your core audience they're going to follow you regardless of wherever they are, regardless if they're on social media or not, or if they're in the metaverse or not and things like that. They're always mm-hmm. going to come back to where you are because you've already planted the seed. So I, I can see why she's, she says that and doing that and staying strong on it because she's established. Now I do agree with you. I disagree that, uh, 30s and 40 year olds are not on TikTok because they sure are. They may not be active. They may not be the ones that are creating on TikTok, but for sure they're watching. Oh, yeah. They're, I don't know a single person that isn't watching TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if she has that type of song that is, you know, will make a really good skit or make a really good dance. The kids are going to pick it up regardless. She doesn't ha- actually mm. have to intend on making a song for TikTok like some of these other artists. Her catalog is so strong and her music is so powerful that somebody's going to catch on to it, whether it's, you know, 
of of older age or even younger age, they're going to pick up on it and they're going to make it trending for her. So when you don't concentrate on the trends, you become a trend. That's mm. really how you have to look at it. When you intentionally try to be a trend, you never are. You always miss it somehow, some way. But it, it tends to be when you're not concentrating on being trend, on being viral, on being the top of the top is when you actually become into that place and and people pick up to what you are doing easier and they're it, it's almost like a, a hidden gem for them. Like, yo, I could be the first one doing this and then they do it. And then other people are like, I want to be a part of it. So it, it's it's a lesson to look at what Adele is saying and, you know, our, our next lesson coming up as far as you, you want to stay strong and focus with what your intuition and, and what your your vibe is over what maybe people are telling you based off what's happening right now, because what's happening right now is what's happening right now. You're thinking of longevity. You're thinking of what's going to last longer. If I cater to these particular people who I've been catering to, right, they've grown, they've grown old with me. So I'm going to cater to them. And as they get older, they're still going to remember my name. They're still going to remember my music. They're going to still remember the things that I've done and, and did for them and just serve them instead of serving the masses. Right. So mm -hmm. she's thinking longevity and she's thinking legacy compared to thinking of trending and viralness at this moment. So I give, I give Adele props for that because I think that's really, that's really dope of her as far as just staying true to who she is. Um, and we will see clear. I don't, I think her numbers are going to be crazy. She's probably going to be number one on the billboards for a while. Uh, she'll mm -hmm. probably win more awards. So her strategy on this, you know, I think this is her second album. Don't quote me. I'm not the super Adele fan, but I know this is yeah. another album. This is not her first. So I think this one's going to be a success too. And we'll see what, if, if she does become uh, a trend in the, in the future. I mean, yeah, 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 no, for sure. For sure. I like that. I like that. So, uh, I had to bring in not necessarily a wild card. I was watching this interview, right, of uh, formerly known as Young Jeezy. Um, now just Jeezy because all the young people drop the youngs once old. they get old, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. So uh, Jeezy, who you know had had to look it up uh, according to to the internet, um, you know net worth. 100 to 20 million, right? Mm. Give or take, right? Uh, not only from the music, but from real estate and from some of his ventures. He has like a sports drink. He has his own marketing agency, you know, things like that. So he's worth a good, a, a few mil, you know what I mean? Yeah, few, yeah. few mil. Couple and, few, yeah. That's right. a nice little... And, and so, you know, I'm thinking if... If a person who from from the South, because I mean, he has a really true like cult following. Right. Yeah. As far as w when we talked about him in the verses and things like that, like everybody loved the the Jeezy and, and Gucci uh, battle and because of the the history it had and things like that. But just as far as his fans just remembering some of the old songs again. But I'm like, what makes him so great? Right. I, I like, I had to break it down. Like he is one of those like people in the South. You can't, you can't deny is one of the top. So uh, I was watching this interview and he said something that really intrigued me as far as his mixtapes and what people were doing at the time and what he did was clearly different and he believes that's what created his success. So let's just get into uh, that clip. 
And I just remember tricking them, sitting me down. I was just like, like, what are you doing with these mixtapes and jazzing them? I was like, I'm giving them away. It's like, man, that's the biggest mistake you ever made in your life, giving your music away. And I stand here today to say that businessman in me to get here where I'm at told me back then that that was going to be the best decision I ever made. Because right now, today, I could stand on any stage and do those same songs because I built real belief in the people who really rock with me because I gave them what I had. And that goes back to what my grandmother always told me. If you ever want somebody to do something for you, do something for them first. Mm. Thank you, Grandma. You know I me? Mean? Thank you, Grandma. Gra- grandma will, uh, will steer you in the right direction and make you a lot of money if you pay attention to Grandma's advice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Shout out, shout out to the grandmas out there. You know what I mean? If you are a grandma or soon to be a grandma or thinking about in the future that you will be a grandma, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of knew. Something told me. Something told me this was going to get a little funky when you started heading down that path. So I just I just turned my head away just in case. You know what I'm <laughs> I don't know why. I just knew. Like, you, you know, you do 60 episodes with somebody, you start picking up on when... When things might turn for the interesting, so you start. You yeah. gotta, you gotta give props wow. to the grandmas, all right? You gotta. No, give... I mean. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> oh man, I love it! I love it. So, um, folks, back to the episodes. Yeah, no, back to, back to the episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay, man. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I promise you, I'm back. So let me. <laughs> So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Um, I'm big on serving, right? I'm big on serving and listening to grandma, but I'm big on serving and I'm really uh, crying. This is the bad part about this. So bear with me. Oh, um, I'm really crying. This is, this is horrible. So um, I'm, this is where you, you have so much belief and what you're doing, that is not about money. That money is going to come regardless, right? So what he did was, okay, this is the era of the mixtape. And where everybody's selling their mixtapes for probably 5 to $10 at the time, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to uh, Magic City and giving out all his mixtapes. He would go in different places in uh in Atlanta and just give out the mixtapes in in order to build a huge fan base right and not because they bought a product and not because they you know bought into something they genuinely had to take this man's CD pop it in in their uh CD player right and listen to it and realize like, yo, this dude is dope. And he gave it to me for free. I could at least give him a listen. I could at least go to his show. I could at least buy his merch. You know, when you do things for free, it's, it's that level of reciprocity. Yo, you mm-hmm. did this for me. I at least could do this where there's not a level of reciprocity when they buy something. I get what I like. I bought it. This I, now it goes more into I deserve this. I deserve this quality. I'm expecting this quality. Where there's not necessarily a level of expectation when you do the free stuff, right? And it could probably convert a little bit better than just going buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, right? So from a young age, he already had that mindset just from lessons from grandma of like, okay. If I want the people to listen, what am I doing for them? What am I actually giving them instead of supposedly my art is my art and you should listen to me because I am a rapper. There is so many people who want to be rappers. And back then it was harder to be a rapper. You know, you, you didn't have SoundCloud, Spotify, social media. You, you had to literally sell out of the trunk. You had to go to these different um, clubs and things like that. So when when he's looking back at it and he said, yo, I to this day, I can perform these particular songs and people are going to rock with it probably harder than anything. 
because they were given that in a time where they were sold that. And so we look at that as far as, you know, some of the things that we're doing as a brand and a business, what can we do to serve the people? So mm-hmm. shout out to to CJ. He always uses the teriyaki chicken, you know, example of, you know, you go to the mall, you always see that that uh, person giving out that free teriyaki chicken because you got to give samples. People will buy into the whole meal once they see what it actually is, feel what it is, taste, all that great stuff. And once you get it enough, you're like, yo, I got to I got to get I got to get me a plate. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. Even me, I'll go get me chicken teriyaki over anything. Well, unless Chick-fil-A is there. But if Chick-fil-A is lying is a little bit long. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to chicken teriyaki all day. These yeah. are facts. Yeah. 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 It's good. 100%. It, mm-hmm. So I I really I really appreciate somebody of like his status saying if it wasn't for me giving out free stuff I don't know where I would be but that was the one of the I saw what Gucci was doing. I saw what, you know, Diddy was doing. I saw like all the people of my era, TI, what they were doing and how successful they were with that. I'm gonna go this way and I'm gonna create my own success. I'm going to do what I need to do to build my own empire. And for that, it's it's worked out. And I mean, 10, $20 million later, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, uh, right, What right, can right. I give for free right now? What can right. I Seriously. do? I mean, shout out to the podcast because, you know, this is what we do, right. but like, what else can I do? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's a it's a powerful word. And and seriously, man, for whoever missed out on our live show last week, please go back and check that one out, right? Because like, if you remember last week, we talked about evaluating the cost of free. Yep. And we talked about it from both the personal side as well as obviously both the brand and the business side. And what I love about that. Uh, side of things are about that particular live is because we dive deeper into that exact thing right there, right? Like for some of us, we have to look for ways to better expand our services, you know, and, and, and figure out ways to go against the grain to get people's attention. Because at the end of the day, that's all of what we're fighting about. Now on that episode, I was kind of talking about during my preparation or even just the way I've been studying lately, I'm learning the biggest difference between people who are wealthy and people who are not. And the main difference is that people who are wealthy don't look at money as something that gives them value or validation, but they look at money as something that they can use to acquire resources, right? Opportunities, create opportunities, uh, uh, upgrade their equipment. Like they literally use money as a resource as opposed to letting money use them in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so it all goes back to your point, Nikki, like if, if that's the attachment that we have to money, if all we think about is money, if we look at our craft as an opportunity to make money, and yes, I'm not saying that money, money is bad, but I'm just saying if our attachment to money is, or we're so obsessed with it, we can't see some of these other opportunities to be like, you know what, you're actually good on the money. Cause at the end of the day, this is just a tool. This is just a resource. As a matter of fact, if I can show that I'm willing to hold off in certain in certain cases, I'm actually going to do more with it, right? Or get more of it. So I love this approach because it really does kind of validate that principle that we talked about. The wealthy don't chase money. They simply use money, all right? So I think that leaves room for all of us. Like, man, if, if you hit a wall, it's clearly because maybe we're not utilizing money to the best of our ability, right? Like I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm like, maybe I need to start investing a little bit more and more training and more education and, yeah. and doing a little bit more free. And, you know, because quite frankly, it, it happens to everyone. You, you get a nice little run and you think this is going to be the thing that holds you over. People, other people catch up or trends change or things happen. And then you got to adjust in and get yourself back going. So no, I, I, I can't argue against that. I think that's a, that's a phenomenal word. Shout out to grandma for, for the nugget. <laughs> Shout out to our boy Les. Yeah, I mean, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> now, um, there was this bar that he said in the same interview that made me like, oh my God. Like, mm. 
and I, I wanted to share it with with you and the audience because it, it just if it, it flipped even like how I may sit at a table kind of thing like it just it opened wow. my mind so let me let me play that clip real quick everybody around me was pretty much dead in jail so to me I understood the consequences of what I was doing was death or jail I didn't want either so that entailed for me to be smart that entailed for me to be a learner, that entailed for me to be a listener, and that entailed for me to go into a room and be able to um, just play the position of, you know, a follower and not let everybody know that you're the head of the table. I love that. Sheesh. I love that. Move incognito. Sheesh, play Move incognito. a follower so they don't know that you're the head of the table. Go ahead, Moose. Go, go ahead. Nah, I love that. I mean, look, at the end of the day, at some point, it's got to become about making your move instead of proving who you are or what you can be to other people. Right? Like once, once, you, once, you, once you become certain on your role, on your being, on your abilities, it's, it's not so much about proving it to other people. It's like that, that, that to me is probably the greatest sign of like, being selfless, right? Like you, you, you've established it so much so that you could be in a room and have the ability to lead, be the leader and, and call the shots and be like, actually, let me just be more of the, let me pick, let me pick the follower route or, or the follower role in, in this particular situation. So I think it's, it's powerful. And I'm sure that led him to get some form of intel that wasn't available to other people, right? Because I've always said it like, if everyone wants to be a leader, then we won't have followers. And, it's, and it's, it's almost impossible. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be leaders, but there are more followers than leaders is really what I'm saying is short, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you spend more time in that, in that group, especially if you know what you're doing, I think there's a level of information that you can get from them that you won't get if you're only hanging with leaders. Mm, see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what. Yeah, thanks. No, that was that's good. Um, for me, uh, like you can't, you can't hear what you're supposed to hear or what you're supposed to gain out of that day if you play too much of the leader, because people are hmm. so focused, like on not necessarily being like head honcho kind of thing, but you know, leading the pack, making sure the vision is out there, making sure the direction is there. But we have to sometimes sit back and learn too and listen too, because we can gain so much from everybody who's at the table or everybody that's in the room, regardless if they have a leadership position or not. There's something we can still learn from everybody, from the librarian, the janitor, to the the uh, cop that gives us the ticket. Like there's there's things we can learn from everybody, right? And when he sit there and said, like, you know, I'm gonna be at the table and just be a follower, it just allows him to receive more than he is he has to give, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily make him less of a leader that doesn't necessarily uh, make him look, make people look at him down or anything like that. It's more of how open-minded can I be within this particular meeting or in this particular, you know, place that I'm in. Uh, if I'm so focused on uh, being the head honcho, I may miss something. I may miss my next deal. I may miss uh, the, the next move I'm supposed to make that can actually make me a couple of thousand, a couple of millions, depending on who you are and what you are receiving. And it, it made me think like, man, um, let me fall back a little bit, you know? Let mm -hmm. me, and to, to be transparent, I think because we're in many rooms where we do have to sit back and just listen. So when 
I'm finally in a position to be in a table and lead, I don't hesitate but to do that. But sometimes Mm -hmm. now I'm looking at it like, nah, like maybe you were in a position to follow and continue that pace because you learned a lot when you been on that receiving end. Sometimes you don't have to say so much. Sometimes you don't have to do so much and you gain more, whether it's knowledge, whether it's opportunities, when you just play the follower position rather than always being the one that gives it out because then you're not in a position to receive. So I'm, yeah, yeah, that bar for, for me, for some reason, like hit different. I was like, bump the, not, not to say that, okay, the whole, I got to do this because I could like go to jail or die. I mean, clearly Mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. that's important too, but right. To, to say, yo, it's not, it's not super needed to be this, you know, leader 24-7. Uh, I'm here for this. Yeah, no, it's powerful. It's yeah, powerful. I'm just, I'm, I'm here for this. But um, this is all brought to you by Ecamm. You see this? You see how this is doing it for our audio listeners? When you go on YouTube, you will see how this is. Our whole podcast is uh, produced on Ecamm, which is a Mac-only software, right? And so if you want 14 days free of trying out Ecamm, go to nikkiamoose.com slash Ecamm, E-C-A-M-M, and start your 14-day trial. Follow us on Nikki and Moose everywhere. Uh, Join our live show Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, Hmm. Yep. Five. 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 Thank you. Why do I always struggle with this? 5 p.m. West Coast time. But uh Moose. Final words. Yeah, man. As you know, they say some cliches are uh or some things are just cliche. But I've always said that some cliches are worth taking to the bank. So I just want to remind you of something, right? Um, remember this that the light always comes after dark. And really what I'm saying is that there's no nighttime where the sun hasn't risen the next day. So instead of worrying and stressing about the things that you can't control, focus on your process because no wishing or worrying will make the day come sooner. All right, there's a process to it. So formulate your process.